Captain's Log number N43-259. In our expedition today, we found records of Hero's journey through the galaxy bound to a destiny only the strong can burden. This is how their story unfolds. Hello and welcome to Celestial Expanse, a real play D&D podcast set in the Celestial Expanse universe. My name is Jason, and I'll be playing everyone's favorite heretic elf, Theron. Tonight, you'll witness much chicanery, tomfoolery, and if you're lucky, some ballyhoo and monkey shines. But now, I want to introduce the Prime Minister of Sinister, the Foreman of Fornicating Skyward, the Sultan of Shitting the Bed, the Numero Uno of Rolling Numero Uno, and the 13th most hated GM in podcast history, our friendly neighborhood GM, Matthew. How are you tonight, Matthew? Uh, Wow. (laughs) I don't know how I feel that you added that last... That last one. <laughs> you know, I figured I, I was off the top of my head, you know. Fornicating Skyward? Did I really hear that? Yeah, yeah, that, that you've, been, you've been hearing that for two months now. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I missed that one. My dad, my dad used to say that to me when I was messing up. What are you doing over wow. Fornicating Skyward? Wow. fucking up. I yep. got it. I got it. Yeah. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Yeah. Ben playing Rel. What's poppin' G? Hi. He's the whitest man any of us ever. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, who is playing the friendly, fun-loving Martel. Bore us with bunny facts, Rebecca. Oh, you Uh-oh. shut your mouth. Um, okay. Rabbits regulate their temperature through their ears, so if their ears are warm, the rabbit is warm. And don't try to cool them down by spraying cold water on them, because that will just give them a heart attack from the sudden temperature change. Oh, yeah. Now that everybody knows how to kill rabbits. No! Natalia <laughs> playing Z. What ho, Natalia? Ewa! Wow. Leslie. Yeah. Mitch playing Z real. Was get. What's up? What's up with you? But actually, it wasn't lastly. We've got one person coming back. Uh, a throwback episode wearing a throwback jersey. Still a dumpster fire train wreck. Late and loud <laughs> is our lovely Boston. How you doing, Boston? Hey. <laughs> Not Take quite it away, Matt. <laughs> um, so, Jason, I need you to do a death save real quick. But, yeah. Oh, are we getting to this already? Yes. Um, so, everybody, thank you for stopping by. And welcome to the Season 1 Retrospective Slash. You got a 17. <laughs> you rolled it. I, I was mean that he did a 17. <laughs> well, now he's stolen your good roll, so now you're going to roll badly. Yes. I'm going to correct yeah. you with my bad rolls. Welcome in, Wolf Starbiter. So, um, do you want to go ahead and start reading off the questions, uh, Jason? Sure. Question number one comes to us from Space Dad. Besides Jason being the sexiest person. Oh, don't, don't even start because I have the same document and I know you're oh, lying. Okay. We all know that I am the sexiest one here. Let's not kid it's ourselves. Probably, eh, probably. I don't know. I get a few lookbacks. I yeah, do you doubt way, me? way back. All right, so Ow. entire. Do you crew... doubt me? <laughs> no. <laughs> this question. <laughs> this question is apropos. This question is for the entire crew, one at a time. What is a choice that you think through Matt for a loop? Uh, I've got ben. an answer for you that. You start, Ben. Oh, okay. Um. When I asked if Rel could figure out a way to uh, shatter the glass that let us go get to uh, Lelia. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Was that the one you chose as well, uh, 
Natalia? No. Um, I was going to say uh, Z's um, drunkenness. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that Z made it very hard, difficult for Matt on several occasions with her drunken moments. So uh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, I was going to say the whole Lelia thing, too. Like both um, Rel busting open the glass and also me thinking of using lay on hands on it. That is not a conventional use for lay on hands. <laughs> and I'm thankful that you let me do it. It but was a very good something. argument. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm very good at bullshitting. Mm. By the way, asking people in public in real life to lay on hands for you, that's an arrestable offense. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, week. I would think so. Yeah, so. Wow. Seporus, good for you. It's good to see you. Boston, can you think of anything? Mm, no. What about you, Z-Real? I think mine comes in later episodes I can't speak about, because then they would be spoilers. Well, I have one that's that way, too, and I hate to punt like that, but I'm going to. Uh, okay. Matt, what did you do to change last minute to accommodate the change? The well, one that was brought up the most would have been the Lelia episode. You know there's more than just the few people who spoke up here, right? Right. Like, I didn't answer what threw me off. Yeah. Because it wasn't asked to you. Oh, yeah, I guess you are the entire crew. I thought you were the overload. <laughs> anyway. Hey, what threw you off, Matt? Sure. The thing that threw me off the most was actually when Re- Rebecca got Quinn out of the jail cell <laughs> using Missy Step. Which was not technically supposed to happen. Misty Step is not supposed to work that way. I have I was playing a bard who had Dimension Door at the time, and I got the two confused. Whoa, let one slip by twice. It, it's fine because it made for a more compelling story. And cool. Yes, that. But at the time, I was frustrated because you guys circumnavigated like three combats. <laughs> Next Nobody question. Cares. Work smarter, Where not harder. <laughs> Matt, please tell us about your game setting. How long uh, have you been building it? What inspired you? Oof, that's a bit of a loaded question because there's a lot to it. Um... <laughs> In yes. ten words or tell, less. Tell us about your entire the entire setting that you've created. Right. Oh. Um, so I've been working on Celestial Expanse for nearly five years now. Like I kind of got the idea of it because. I always want to create something for D&D because, come on, who doesn't want to make something for D&D? And I started working on it really into when I first joined Tabletop Champions. And um, Yeah, I remember you mentioning Sean, talking he about decided, it. He decided Sean's world sucked so bad he wanted to go into outer space. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what inspired it is I love sci-fi in all its forms. I love both Star Wars and Star Trek, even though people seem to give me shit for it for some reason it's okay i like both of them too Mm -hmm. and another thing i always loved was the geopolitical uh sci-fi animes of like gundam and i always thought that would be like a great D &D setting because it's not all just about the fighting you have to worry about like what faction is going to do what and that's kind of what got me into wanting to put mechs into my setting does a CE show Bible exist? I'm not sure what the question means, but that's the question we have. Um, if they're if they're referring to like my setting, yes, I use OneNote to write down every single thing I can think of for 
the setting, like, and I have it to where everybody in the podcast can have access to it. So it's they, yeah, they they know how extensive it is. But there's also one section that they're not allowed to get to. Monsters. And yes, well, not the monsters. I ask them not to look into that. And I also have a show notes, pretty much for me, like plan out what to do for the, the entire group. Sometimes those plans don't go as well, but <laughs> I'm looking at you, Rebecca, for that. <laughs> but most of the time, it works out. Ben, when or are you going to start saying goofs out loud or what? Mm. Oh, I, I get so mad at you for doing that, for just like typing them. Goofs well, I do it. I, I do it because you're in the middle of like doing a serious thing, and I'm not going to interrupt you to make a joke. But if I wait until after you're talking, it'll be like 10 minutes later. Be like, all right, remember that thing you said? Here's the joke. (laughs) Here's the punchline, gentlemen. That is fair, but sometimes you just have to say it because for the sake of the goof. Yep. See, Natalia, I just don't remember, but (laughs) where do the the antlers come from? Um, So the antlers are a trophy of... So for her tribe, they would have been a trophy of a kill. But for Z, it's a trophy um, of an animal that she actually took care of and ended up passing away. Um, That's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, on during her travels after her mother had passed away. Um, oh no. So yeah, she's got a, a very heavy attachment to Flora and Juana. Um, so they're they're less of a trophy and more of a keepsake. Or were a keepsake. They were. Yeah. <laughs> and then they became a dryer yeah, rack. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I think you tried to pawn them off on Juniper when she left. An apology, yeah. <laughs> Multi-use. <laughs> What's next is going to be a sacrifice. Well, they're no longer there. Oh. No. They disappeared. They have yeah. been sacrificed already. <laughs> no, uh, they've, bingo. Been, they've been blown up. Oh. This is a question for me. Um, what did backstory element made Theron the way he is today? Um, watching his entire village die, wiping out much of his moon. Um, two people that he was close to disappeared. Um, I think that at that point Theron um, is alive and doesn't doesn't really know why. So I wanted to build him with um, some survivor's regret or survivor's remorse and also trouble motivating him. Because everybody's dead, right? So why would he do anything? Okay, that was cheery. What One quick question. How many yeah. people on the podcast have a survivor's remorse? Uh, I think really? almost every probably almost everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We all have a, such a healthy mentality. We do. We do. So Theron plays it by joking, and then when he talks to Martel or somebody that he cares about, they get more of the reality. But... Matt, do got did goblinoids make it to space? And do space druids exist? Uh, yes, um, to both. Um, like, you might have seen every once in a while a goblin was there, like, when you guys were visiting Rick. Like, you saw the goblin is like, watch out, that guy is a real pirate. Um, that was a goblin. And the answer for space druids, there is, because Rebecca played played as one. one. Yeah, Tungsten, my, um, android druid that I played for the one-shot ages back. (laughs) That was during Screw the episode um, Strive and Strife. Yep, that one. All well, I remember that name. is 
all I remember is that Tungsten had a robotic saber-toothed tiger, um, who I, I don't remember what they were called. Oh no! Well, it's fine. It's on now. the character sheet. It'll be fine. Dave. <laughs> um, Dave. What about hobgoblins Dave. and bears? Uh, they're there, just not as uh, much. So oh, they're, yeah. they're just kind of mixed in with everyone else. There's no like hobgoblin civilization mm-hmm. or goblinoid civilization or anything. Yep. Um, your your saber tooth was called Stellite. Ah. Anyway, um, ben, yeah, that, that's about sorry. it for the goblinoids. Ben, if Rel had to choose his next cybernetics prosthetic part, not an upgrade, what would he choose, penis? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Is, are Notice that only the men are laughing. Yeah. <laughs> are any of us surprised by that? Oh, like if uh, it wasn't reverse, you wouldn't be laughing. Men here. Oh, I was laughing on mute. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, uh, no, if, that, if that is still your answer, Ben, just say it. That, like that is not my answer. If it's just uh, your answer, just say it like we say in the show, just say penis, and then it's okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, let's see, if Earl had to choose his next cybernetic part, um, I think he'd either go for a leg <laughs> or uh, know, he could like lungs so he doesn't have to worry about breathing. Oh um, God! Thanks, thanks for drawing that line, Space Dad. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, he said he will not make that. <laughs> Saffelrest, sorry for making you spit take there. Aaron <laughs> and Martel, so Rebecca and Jason. If Lelia would have died during the restarting of life support systems in the Pirate HQ, how would that have groped? How would that have groped? It came out of nowhere. How would oh, that no. have <laughs> wow! How would that have changed your gameplay? story choices and would it not or would it not have changed anything it would have made martel um a whole lot less caring believe it or not um that is actually possible (laughs) um she would have basically lost yet another person that she knew and she cared about and that is something that she struggles with so Losing Lelia during the life support system would have broken her, but not in a way that she would, like, stop. Would have broken her in a way that probably would have made her heartless. Would she have been, like, suicidally aggressive and angry? Oh, yeah. Or okay. Absolutely. So, wait, if you're being heartless, are you saying we need to, you need to be defeated with a keyblade? I oh, goodness, Matt. Oh, my goodness, that. Matt. I know nothing about anything. I think that's the Kingdom Hearts reference, but I don't Yes! Good job. Good job, Rebecca. (laughs) Good job. I'm sorry, Ryan. Did that upset you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Next question. Theron expected her to die. Theron expected her to die. That's cheery. Personally. Personally, I believe that uh, Matt had designs on killing her off. Um, this is me. This is Jason speaking, not Theron, of course. Yep. And because uh, I would have gotten rid of that NPC too. Um, I think she drags the party down a little bit uh, as a as a DM. <laughs> uh, but Theron is a different question. Um, he did expect her to die there. Uh, he expects Martel to die uh, pretty <sighs> much every every time we go into combat. 
Um, not because she's a bad fighter or anything like that, but everything else has been taken, so why not that? Um, it would have changed me. It would have changed uh, Theron for the better, I think, had she died because of Martel's reaction. And then I think that Theron would have had to have been a foil to Martel. Uh, would have changed that relationship a lot. For sure. Z, if Martel would have fallen head over heels for your charming personality right away, <laughs> would it have been would it have been just a one night stand situation, or would you try to proceed with a long term relationship? God, I was so looking forward to this question. Um, if if Martel had fallen head over heels for Z's fantastic charisma, Z wouldn't have wanted her. <laughs> of course. Yep. Z would have been like, ah, never mind. <laughs> oh, that earned me a follow. Thank you. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, Carla. <laughs> um, what, do you, what do you mean, Shepard? Would that be G Theron? Go ahead, Z. <laughs> it's all about that chase. Yep. It's all about that chase. Um, I, and I think there's another question because I have a follow up for that too, but I think there's oh, okay. another question I can get into it with. So I'm going to wait. Okay, cool. All right. We'll get to that. Zerial. If you had a chance to run away with Eric Olive Boy and leave the rest of the crew behind, would you? Mm. <laughs> as tempting as it may have been, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Zeriel might flirt, but he ain't going to chase the chase. <laughs> oh, you don't have to worry about that now. <laughs> yeah. Got rid of my uh, eye candy, though. <laughs> <clears throat> Matt, if you had the chance to be reincarnated in the CE universe, I don't know why you're dead, but right. you are. Would you take that chance? And if yes, what race would you be? Who? Um, I would because you gotta admit there's some cool shit in CE. Hell yeah, there is. As for what I would reincarnate as, huh? I would probably reincarnate as a dragonborn because you guys really haven't seen it yet, but they have a really awesome uh kingdom in Celestial Expanse that's very um feudal era but in space and plus who doesn't want to be a big strong dragonborn who can breathe fire or whatever honestly that sounds pretty dope (laughs) i'm going to jump ahead a couple of questions we all need to answer damn it we all need to answer i mean shortly after they ask um that question to all of us yeah directly after that oh but my bad you're right you're right right. all the players if you had a chance to be reincarnated in the ce universe would you take that chance? And what would your characters be? I... Would, you, would you be your characters or what would you be? Yeah, sorry. Right. Yeah, what would you be your characters or what would you be? All right, that's an easy question. Easy peasy. I would be a mechanic dwarf. I already look like a dwarf. I was a mechanic. I would be a, mechan- a mechanic dwarf. <laughs> I want to be a druid. Why would I be a druid? Not druid, bard. Sorry. I, yeah, I'd be a bard mechanic dwarf. There you go. <laughs> exactly I... what I would be. I think I would probably end up being a half elf because I am, I like to think, fairly charismatic and also approximately the size of a twig. Um, because you are a twig. <laughs> I am, yeah. And I would probably be a rogue because I literally have to make myself walk loud. I am just naturally very quiet. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, I. I'm having a lot of fun with Z, so I don't think I would take that opportunity because she still has a lot of room to grow. Um, Hi, Steffi. I'm going to say no. Hey, Steph. Hey, Steph. (laughs) 
Hey, yo, Steph! Ben? Uh, hmm. Would I want to be reincarnated into Celestial Expanse? I don't know. There's a lot of people die. <laughs> There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of hate crimes in the <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're not an elf or a human? Die. Welcome We're working to... on that, though. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying it's almost like the United States. um but if i did uh what would i be uh probably some sort of uh elf scientist or wizard it's my turn who hasn't gone um i think i'd like i'd be a tiefling but like either a druid or a sorcerer because like i love animals a lot i mean I'm watching my fish while we're recording, so and I have an a, an a shameful amount of plants right now. <laughs> a shameful amount. Is there such a thing as shameful amount of plants? Um, so I have about ten pots to move back to campus. That's so many plants. My plants made babies. <laughs> That's so many. <laughs> And I have a spider plant baby to replant soon. So I guess the answer is yes. Lots of babies. All right, next question. Space Dad, if you're able to answer, which he is in chat, what did you think of your adopted space children's choices that they have made? Are you angry or just disappointed? (laughs) We all know he's going to say just disappointed. (laughs) Just disappointed. Okay, that was actually part of the question. I added that. (laughs) We'll give that a couple angry. Uh, oh. Did he pop in? He's muted. He has to unmute himself. All right, you're done reacting to my. <laughs> All right, I'm just disappointed they did not cause more destruction. <laughs> I am also also just disappointed that they got me, you know, watched by Parliament for what 18, 20 months. Sounds about right. Well, that you mean it. Yeah, you all say How the same thing. How are you supposed to keep an eye on your? <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have yet to meet you. Who are you? I feel beat your warlock ass with no problems. <laughs> Ask Marco. Oh, Bring it on, old man. Bring it on, old man. All right. How many of you people am I going to have to take out in the street? So far, it's Marto. I'm going to have to kick her ass. Uh, don't, not don't it. Worry that- the party will make up for all of our problems by asking you to build a cybernetics penis. So that's coming up. In some- <laughs> no, no. Oh, oh, you mean the cannon I've already made? The cannon. Yes, that's exactly. That's what they call it nowadays. Yeah. Oh, Am I on Space Dad's good side? I haven't met this man. Uh, you yeah. stayed in the ship for the charity event, but um, maybe something will be happening in the future, uh-huh. Matt. Uh oh. We'll can we announce it now? Can we? Can we? Can we? Can we? Please. <laughs> I guess we will. Um, All so right. Take so go ahead. Take it away. All right. So as you know, I do live streaming and whatnot, and I have a charity event where I take 24 hours of my life and I try to raise money for Extra Life or Riley Children's Hospital here in Indiana. And um, so I'm playing another episode. Matt, how long have we been working on that? Uh, a while. A while. Yeah. So, do we tell them the whole premise, or should we just keep them waiting? Uh, go for it. Oh, all right. So, those of you who know the Adventure Zone, you know that book three has just come out. Pedals to the metal. It's a racing 
sort of uh, adventure. So <laughs> Matt and I have been planning to do a space race with the entire crew. And I would like the Celestial Expanse people out there, all of you little expanders or whatever you want to call yourselves, to design different battle wagons or cars that need a pilot, a gunner, and some space for the rest of the crew as we are going to be racing for a particular crew member's equipment. I'm afraid to ask whose equipment. I'm scared. <laughs> Someone who decided to let a pickle pounder do her arm and not come to Ooh. me first. <laughs> That's Matt, sad. we've been working on that one longer than this. Yeah. <laughs> That's what my parents used to call me. <laughs> yeah, so, well, yes, um... get out of your room and they won't call you that. Right. So, yeah, if you guys want, uh, just design a basically a sci-fi version of us of a battle wagon that is capable of both doing land air and space combat so oh hell Yo. yeah <laughs> and we will all be driving this thing and we will all be racing this thing you want to tell them the time uh you do it because i'm i'm terrible at mem- on Friday, the 13th of November, from 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time till midnight. Midnight, midnight. Friday, Friday, Friday. <laughs> Friday, oh Friday, God, the 13th. So oh, no, we will be know. racing and building and destroying. Oh, yeah. I think, I think we just got um, Rebecca really excited now. I've been excited for this as soon as he started talking about it because it sounds cool. I, just hey, I only I told you we were doing a thing. Yeah, you only told me we were doing a thing. And this is the thing I've promised. There will be it want sounds... and destruction for all. It sounds very fun. I cannot wait until we do it. And Z, I will give you a big button that you can push. Oh no. Yay! Oh, no. <laughs> Yay! I just hope I don't have a horse show that weekend. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> nay. Nay to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Boo. On, that, on that note, we'll go ahead and work on to the next question. <laughs> I, think, I think this one has been answered uh, in part, but Martel, uh answered what you want to answer out of this. If Lelia died, what would Martel be like? I think he answered that part. Uh, mm-hmm. But would Eric have lived, or did Martel need the swift kick in the ass times two? This is from Space Tad. Oh. <laughs> Oof, um, Space Tad, the deep one. Yes. That's more of like a Matt question. Can you repeat the question? Would Eric have lived if uh, Lelia had died? <clears throat> oh, no. I was planning on killing them both. Yeah, he was oh, planning on killing you. them both. <laughs> oh, damn you. How dare. <laughs> How dare. did? Why did you destroy my gun, says Space Dad. You know I'm not making that another one. That is not right. my fault. <laughs> it was a bad roll. I did nothing. I think he's talking about the cannon because he didn't make that big gun for you. Oh, the cannon. Oh, that's right. Uh, the cannon was, that was an oops. That was just a straight up big oops. Like, <laughs> I legit was trying to prevent the ship from getting blown up, but apparently there were other things happening and uh, that was not to happen. So uh, that's also not my fault. <laughs> we weren't on the ship when it happened. And to be fair, you gotta think about it, like, you had somebody piloting the ship, and now you had a a, a slaved AI doing basic I, rudimentary. I, not not nine. I 
gave I hurt my feelings. To avoid things. Yeah, but I can't do advanced uh, evasive maneuvers like a normal pilot. That's why I told her to do a big loop. <laughs> that's not that's not advanced evasive maneuvers. I know, but if it's just a tiny ship flying away, surely they'll just let this itty bitty ship go. Nope. You're a horrible person. I know. <laughs> Matt, are you aware that there are numbers besides <laughs> one and twenty on a D twenty? <laughs> I have one I have a response to this, and that is fuck you. Okay. Aw, don't be mean. That's that's the dragon. Dragon, you get the big ass. <laughs> I say it out of love because also I do need to give a shout out to Dragon because of the amazing work they've been doing to the Celestial Expanse wiki. They've been doing wonderful work. Mm -hmm. Like, it's marvelous. As Mitch would say, but it's more work than I ever dreamed of ever seeing on that wiki. So I really thank you, Dragon. I looked at her own wiki. They also have a rabbit, and their rabbit is adorable. (laughs) Natalia. Yes. what What happened to Z's dad? Is he even real? Is it true that your mom is asexual and you were birthed from an egg? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not true that I was birthed from an egg. Am I going to answer the first part of that question? No. You'll have to listen to season two and see if you find out. But yes, he does truly exist. Or does he? Dun, 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 dun. dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if Martel breaks her oath to Ryu? Oh. That's, that's a good question, because if she does break that oath, she loses all her powers in the legacy class that she picked. Can I get them back? No, you will have no access to it whatsoever. Ah, beans. <laughs> so you better keep your word. I'm going to do my best, but things happen, and sometimes things don't go according to plan. Stuff explodes sometimes, suddenly, yeah. unexplainably. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I think with oaths, it is what matters is you ch- do your absolutely best to keep it. That's what matters. Okay. Okay, good. Now I just have to remember to do that. <laughs> I have a bad memory, so this is going to go great. <laughs> Imagine making an oath with another man. Is- oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a uh, this is be rapid fire. Dragon decided to sit down and just vomit. Uh, questions. So here we go. Oh yes, good stuff for everyone. Yeah. Was there anything about the original conception of characters that you changed as you planned or as you played? Um, actually, I'll let someone else go first because I feel like I've been talking um, a lot. I have one. Like it's an NPC that I had to change conceptually because uh, I want to be an asshole and give person for Martel to care about and then layer on kill. <laughs> Monster points granted. Yes. Um, I'm going to jump on a follow-up for you, Matt, just real quick. Who's your favorite NPC to play? Favorite NPC? Lelia. No, she's fun, but I think my favorite NPC you guys encountered was probably I always seem to forget his name, was the cab driver. Oh, oh all right. <laughs> you know, you know who was my favorite NPC for <laughs> was the tailor. Yes, <laughs> the tailor, creepy ass tailor. Freaking love that. I think my favorite NPC was Rick. Oh fuck, Rick! <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a 
huge mega Rick and Morty fan. I love Rick and Morty. I'm not intelligent enough to understand Rick. I um, absolutely love <laughs> So Anybody else on that one? Original conception of your characters that you changed as you... Yeah, I have an answer for that. Um, also, Fluff, is, it, is Fluffly... Sorry, is Mitch breaking up for anybody else? No. No? No? Okay. All right. Um, that's good to know. Um, I did conceptually change Z a little bit. Um, originally, she wasn't going to be quite as childish. She was going to be a lot tougher and hardcore the way that you met her when um, when you in the first episode. But um, as I played her drunk more and more i just fell in love with that part of the character so she she kind of transformed to be a little bit more childish i will say i had a lot of fun playing as several different bartenders basically becoming your psychiatrist as, when you were playing as z yes thank you matt <laughs> love you forever <laughs> i don't write backstories very much I'm, i noticed who wrote our backstory yeah uh, that, the, the all reason of that is me <laughs> The reason for that is, um, I think that many people go into D and D writing, or any role playing oh, writing. Uh, Steph, thanks for the follow, <laughs> and I apologize for the terrible dance. <laughs> that was awesome, Matt. Um, many people write like sixteen-page backstories, and there's nothing left for that character to do. Um, and so I, I, I simply said to Rebecca, um, "I want to be connected to your character somehow. What's your backstory?" Um, and she said, "Well, this is what all went on." And I'm like, "Okay, I was there too." Pro strategy right there. Yep. For me, then mm. everything changed as we went. Because then I just started thinking, what would that do to a person? Right. Um, that's me. Yeah. And that frustrated the hell out of me when I first started writing the set, the campaign, because, and I was just trying to figure out what can I do to bring out more of, a, of Theron? Because I felt like I was focusing on other characters and not Theron. And this is like, you know what? I'm just going to play along with that. He has a, a femme fatale girlfriend and all that. Yeah. We talked a little bit about that. And then Matt basically said, what's her name? And I think I did a, you know, randomizer name generator. Said that's her name. I uh, do think you asked me for names a while ago. And uh, Wolf Starbiter, thank you for the follow. <laughs> and uh, you got the dance. I love your dance. Hey, I just uh, know that. <laughs> Um, yeah, th- you're absolutely right, BPK. That's that's uh, that's exactly right uh, on there. And, they, and he said that's why you have no ties or really anyone, so they I can't get killed, or I don't care if they do because I'm expecting it. Everyone dies. Um, I Pete knows this, but I love watching my characters break so that I can watch them heal. It's a weird kind of therapy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it, what it really is is you're a masochist. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Why not both? Yeah. I will also give a little secret, which is that Z was made in about 15 minutes. Because um, <laughs> I was not, Matt, remember, I was originally going to be in the podcast, and then we realized at the last second that there was still a slot, and I happened to be able to squeeze in there. So that was another reason that Z changed um, quite a lot. <laughs> So, the next, the next yeah. little question has already been answered, uh, which is his boss Juniper coming back. Stick around and find out. We'll have to see. Um, Matt, some NPCs feature in the story more than others. 
Did you plan which ones would be the main NPCs? Or were those just, there were some throwaway characters that ended up playing larger roles? Uh, the main one that was a throwaway that I did not expect to be coming back ever again was Eric. Eric. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, when Rebecca slash Martel decided to call him back, and it's like, oh, shit. It's yeah, like, now what? So I was like, what is he going to be like? Oh, yeah, he's now this guy that's just like, his life has been ruined by this woman that has been in his life repeatedly. Oh. And... I mean, come on, let's be real. You kind of ruined it. No, I will freely admit that, but still just kind of like, hey, whoops. <laughs> and I decide, okay, let's bring on the fact that he does have feelings for her, and maybe Marl has feelings for him. I don't know. Just maybe. And then it's like, let's bring on the, the emotional trauma by killing him right in front of her. <laughs> oh. Honestly, though, that, that scene doesn't make me sad. It makes me furious. I detest scenes like that in shows and in books and stuff like that because I always feel like there was a way around it that never got explored, which was why Martle was trying to prevent him from giving her the mask for so long. Because and then you saw the shard. Yeah, I feel like I still feel like that was a last minute thing to get me to leave him. <laughs> nope, it was, it was fully planned to get him killed. <laughs> it was fair and expected development. Fair and expected too. <laughs> but you loved it at the same time. Is there anyone that Theron doesn't expect to die? Um, there is one. There is one, but that's coming up. That uh, has not been released yet. <laughs> okay. Did Rebecca or Jason know from the start that Lelia was alive? I did not. I did not know that Lelia was a thing until <coughs> she was introduced in the episode that she first appeared in. Um, it would have been stupid for Matt to not have played on some role uh, like that um, because Theron didn't have any ties. Um, my my thinking was at first, you know, there is one big change that that um, went on. My thinking was that Lelia would have been dead and that uh, Martel is completely unavailable and uninterested in Theron, but that it didn't stop him from using her as a surrogate for his attention. Completely misplaced and f and fucked up and always refuted. Um, and so when Lelia showed up, it eased those those jokes that I used to make that were inappropriate towards Martel. <laughs> um, and so that was an adjustment that Theron made because she showed back up, but then she's completely independent and really wasn't looking for him. Um, which plays into his, of course, she wasn't looking because everybody leaves. Oh, nobody loves there. And that's why he's saying oh, yeah, that's, that's his broken side. Zariel almost did. Has Z uh, ever almost. tried? Yeah, I, 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 I did almost chose to start flirting with the. That would have went well. <laughs> but then, but Has... then Olive Boy came in. Yeah. If Olive Boy wasn't there, I would have been all up on. <laughs> <laughs> Has Z ever tried to climb some of the taller characters? That's a question. I, I read this I read question earlier and giggled, and no, I don't think she has. I'm surprised. Um, I, I think there was one occasion that she might have. I feel like there's um, a couple times I've held something over her head, and she has tried to climb me. That's right. Yeah. And you, failed, and you kept failing the checks. And I keep failing the checks. Yep. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> go ahead. Nope. That, that was... That oh, was the ahead. resolution of that question, yeah. Matt, 
<laughs> Matt, in episode one, was there a possibility of pushing the big red button that would have killed everyone in the station? Actually, yes. I rolled a percentile um, before you guys pressed the button. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have been a short podcast. Well, what I was going to do is like do like a whole like something happened and you guys would have to make new characters and investigate the situation. Oh. And then the whole like zombie infestation would have been taken entirely differently. Cool. Well, now we know. Well, now we know. Mm-hmm. Becca, where does Martel get her paladin powers? I don't think we've ever actually decided. <laughs> in, her, in her faith in herself. Honestly, oh, wow. yeah, that would do it. <laughs> it's like a Bob Ross paladin or some shit. <laughs> yeah, we can go get paladin abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I can see that happening. Like me and my roommate discussed this once. Like we would make a paladin that he doesn't believe in any gods, but he believes in himself so much he has paladin powers. Honestly, <laughs> nice. not even Martel. That would be me, Rebecca. That would be me. <laughs> Oh, apparently you slightly worship Onatar now because of Space mm. Dad. Nah, it's more of just like a, hey, that's my dad's god. That's neat. Acknowledges <laughs> <laughs> his existence. As yeah. a hand-me-down god. Natalia, when did Z transition from hating Mark to liking her? Or are they the same thing? Um, She... Never, Never hated, hated Martel. She has a problem with authority. So <laughs> she um, had a problem. She immediately picked up Martel's very confident vibe um, and was like, oh, I'm going to pick on you. And then slowly became began to realize that there was a deeper level to Martel and began to respect her and look up to her. Um, and that was where kind of, and starting. And you started to more to respect her and uh, look up to her. And that's when she started trying to get her attention, which happened to be a little bit more on the flirtation side. Or she just wanted to climb the biggest mountain that she could see. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I will remain uh, Switzerland on that comment. <laughs> what? Carry on. Nothing. <laughs> Rebecca. So we all know Martel is scarred for life. Thanks, Matt. Do you think she might try to be romantically involved with someone else again, or has she sworn that off forever? Um, if she does, it's going Darius, to yeah. be. Well, I mean, that would be a that would not be a relationship. That would be um, basically just a fuck buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but as for like an actual relationship, that is not something she would open herself up to again for a long while. Um, she's very broken when it comes to the people around her and letting them in and just kind of connecting with people because so many people that she has known have left her accidentally, but they've still left and that is something she doesn't want to deal with so she tries to protect herself it's very unhealthy and does anyone on the podcast uh, have healthy coping mechanisms <laughs> no I, I Me. this is D&D. what are you talking about <laughs> i have the healthiest of coping mechanisms and that would be fire <laughs> <laughs> the scorched earth policy i see <laughs> yeah that totally didn't get your best friend killed <laughs> Um, no, that would be Z not keeping her mouth shut. Yeah, Z. What? 
that got the <laughs> gun in the face. <laughs> that uh, was question. not my fault. <laughs> question this is your failed you... persuasion. Oh, that's right. God, that's been forever. <laughs> Were you scared Lelia would find a way to get killed during the finale? Scared? No. Expecting it? Totally. Um, <laughs> that's me as a person. Uh, <laughs> Theron never thought... Theron... Theron didn't think that she would get killed back there because she was in a you know, wheelchair and all messed up from radiation sickness and stuff. Um, but I figured she wouldn't die once Eric was dead. That would have been a double kill for no reason on Matt's part. But Natalia, Z is clearly an adult with adult interests, but she often acts like a child. How old is she? And how much of her immaturity is from her being young as opposed to her personality? Perfect. So um, she is 33, and for her for her race, she's very young. Um, she lost her mother at a young age and has been traveling alone for a very long time until she set up with the crew um, on Kronos. And um, a lot of her immaturity comes with not having been having been alone so long that she doesn't know how to socially interact with people. Um, and in fact, her flirtations with Martel is her trying, she doesn't know how to get her attention, um, and how to make her look at her in order to communicate with her. And for the flirtation, she's not actually attracted to Martel that much. So much as how dare she's actually not attracted to Myrtle that much so much as she's just trying desperately with this form of communication that she knows is affection because she's that's the only thing she's really seen on the road is because she's been at a bunch of dive bars and she's she just doesn't have a good social interaction. So a lot of her immaturity um, spawns from that and her age. But what's exciting is that you're slowly starting to see a growth. Um, so stay stick in there for me, guys. I promise. <laughs> Just bear with me. <laughs> Never going to grow up. Zeriel, you were rescued from a zombified space station and then casually adopted the crew. Does Zeriel have any plans or goals of his own? Does he ever make plans of any kind or does he just <clears throat> at the moment? Well, Zeriel, free to why he was in the medical bay is he was attacked by the bad people. The Inquisition? Yeah, the, the Inquisitions. And his ship went down onto a planet and everybody died on the ship. Him. Uh, then, backstory, yada yada, his best friend, his only friend, died on that ship too. So he's really sad. I guess we all have sad. But he's really sad. But isn't trying to show it. And then, in his military career, he never... He was. It was like forced upon him to be in the so he has this little bit of pride of it, but he he recognizes that it was basically. So he's just kind of going with the. He's just a sad boy, flowing through life. Yeah, basically it. We're a very sad crew, aren't we? Yes, <laughs> yeah. we we are. We are a depression. And this one might you are might have answered, but does Rel have any plans to get a screen? More cybernetic implants, prosthetics. Yes, definitely. I think it's mostly rain on me. On a scale of one to ten, how anxious is Rel? Follow up. How much of this anxiety comes from events in his past, and how much is just his personality? Uh, so as to the first question, on a scale of one to ten, how anxious is he? The answer is yes. 
It's not a level. <laughs> <laughs> it's there, it does not quantify because it's so large. Uh, how much of his anxiety comes from events in his past, and how much is his personality? Uh yes, I think it's like fifty-fifty, or yes. <laughs> Uh, Jason, uh, how is slash was Theron's room decorated? Did it look like an emo boy's, teen emo boy's room? <laughs> um, Theron would have, and, and actually we, we talked a little bit about this when I was um, trying to paint Eric's room pink or something. I can't remember what we were doing there. Because I was jacking with Eric. Um, because I wanted, I, I was jacking with Eric. Theron was jacking with Eric because I wanted to protect Eric from Martle. Really? Nice. Interesting. Yeah, Martle's gonna throw him away. Um and and well, yeah. <laughs> and and it's he's completely temporary because she doesn't believe that's ever gonna work anyway. Um because it never works. I think it's way right there and looks at Martle. And so he was trying to say, Hey, listen, this is this is fucked up. Uh you know, it's gonna stay fucked up. Uh anyway. Uh would I have decorated my room? He would have taken everything down. Uh, that was already there, whatever paint was there, um, and then not known how to redecorate. He would have wanted to, but wouldn't have any um, direction on what to put back up. Hmm. Because I think for him, you know, what is he going to do? Put things back up on the home planet? It's gone. Or at least it's, you know, pictures of his parents. You know, there'd have been no motivation for him. Or he would have he would have felt that by not putting them up, he's dishonoring them, and by putting them up, he is uh, wallowing or uh, failing himself in some way. And I asked Matt, I already asked Matt, your uh, favorite two uh, person to play. See, <clears throat> I have too many questions. All right, I'm just going down here. Uh, How did the players all meet? This is a space dad thing. That, so this is going back to, I guess, how do we meet like IRL? I guess just met in general. I remember how we met. I met Matt first, and it kind of stemmed off from that. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's met through Tabletop Champions podcasts. Yep. Yeah. For me and Jason, yep. we actually met through a different D&D group that was, that's actually still going, and it's one of my favorite groups. Um, he joined a couple sessions in. Yeah. And Fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> he's been stuck with us for, like, going on two or three years now, I think. And then... um. I became interested in tabletop champions and I messaged them one day and said, Hey, you know, dice bags are really cool. Someone should make them for you. By the way, did I tell you I make dice bags? Close. <laughs> Smith. Which are of excellent <laughs> quality, by the way. Oh, they're really yeah. good quality. Thank you. And then th- that turned into a relationship and then we've been friends. And then at Gen Con, Gen Con last year is when we all met in person. Well, at least Matt. Yeah, Rebecca, you know, Steph, who was originally on the podcast, uh, CE podcast, um, until she quit like a the bitch she is um <laughs> ben was there uh, i met boston in the great hall um didn't meet nat or you fucking giant of a man <laughs> very big yeah, very tall <laughs> i had so, to look true, up. true side story this is true side story mentioned earlier was um rebecca saying that she's a tiny 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 person this is how tiny she is she is so here's the deal we were staying in this, this huge house that, that Steph and I both found. It was an Airbnb, which is a, was a awesome, by the way. Um, we went to day, uh, Gen Con all day and then just gamed at like 3 or 4 in the morning. And then we had Ben's Corner until we all passed out. Uh, and, and I went to bed like a normal person. 
Yeah, and I unfortunately slept on the floor above me because I snore because I was stuck in the basement, which I thought was kind of awesome. But anyway, um, all the girls slept in the uh, the same room, in the same bed. All the boys were too scared to. Well, because Matt gets handsy, but um, <laughs> I believe those aren't it. pillows. Those aren't pillows. Um, so, <laughs> so it was this huge bed. It was like a bed that took up like a whole room. It was creepy. It was weird. So I, I, I go to wake up Rebecca because we were going to go or something like that. And I see, I see Steph. I see Lauren. And I'm looking for Rebecca. And so I peek I in the room and I, I don't see her. She's laying in bed, but I don't see her. <laughs> and I look back out. I look around again. I look back in the room. And because the blanket was slightly folded, it it looked it, that was actually her. I thought the blanket was just kind of folded up. Nope, she's so skinny. She looked in the blanket, and until she moved the pillow, and her head was sitting there like this bobblehead tipped over. Right, and, I had and, no idea she was in there. And Boston's smaller than that. I'm not as twiggy than Boston. I'm like five foot six. I'm five six too. Yeah, so we're the same height. I think we've discussed yeah. this before that we're the same height. But seriously, every time I heard Rebecca get in the shower, I heard her do jumping jacks so that she could get wet. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like she's an exaggeration. Oh no. It's not. Oh no, Rebecca really is quite small. I am very skinny. <laughs> yeah, Did you yes. put out a player's wanted flyer? And then y'all picked it up? Like, that was a suggestion. How did you find people for the podcast? Um, originally, the podcast was member more members of the Tabletop Champions. And we had a few friends uh, join, but unfortunately, scheduling got on the way. And I uh, started looking for more players. And I convinced him with my charming charisma. No, I won my like... way. I won my way into his heart. Let's be honest. Um, if it wasn't for that, it would be nowhere. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i asked boston if she was interested and because i felt like uh, she would have been a good addition and i also asked we were able to get rebecca in because of jason and uh, just kind of like all turned into a big mesh of a team yeah when when we started talking about doing ce i immediately said i've got someone you have to have her to take her before me um, and so that worked out it was great Hello, everyone. It's Lauren here. I don't do a very good Lauren impression, but apparently that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> What's everyone's favorite moment from this season? Hmm. I just immediately forgot everything that we've done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what? Uh, I like the part where we all got contacted in our dreams by uh, some by Totally Not Ashley. Who's totally. that? She's Totally Not Ashley. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who either, Ashley is either, so that was before your same per same person to me. <laughs> but yeah, that was a fun one. My favorite part has yet to come up, but Matt managed to give Theron some give a shit. Um, he sort of pulled it out towards the end, and now, frankly, I was surprised. Um, Matt had come up with these new classes. I didn't like the one that I was that I sort of was shoehorned into. I thought it was kind of lame. Um, and then once Matt showed it to me, what it actually was, it was way beyond cool. And I wish I'd have thought about it. So sorry for not giving you a benefit of the doubt on that one, Matt. <laughs> it's good. Um, I'd have to say my favorite moment. Um, um, mute, please. Um, my favorite moment was probably um, the newest episode that just aired. Um, not because I got to yell at Martel, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> um, 
but because you get to see a different side of Z. That's the first time that you see Z really get angry at Martle. Um, and you get to see that she, there's more underneath than just this flirty child. Um, and it's also, it's, it's her transition episode. So I'm really, really excited um, for Z season two. Because I think it's a great transition episode for her. Mm, let's see who else needs to do one. Uh, Rebecca, did you do one yet? I have not done one yet, but I honestly think my favorite one was also this last episode with Martle and Z and Ryu. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I like watching my characters break so I can watch them heal, mm-hmm. and that was one of the first steps to the healing process for Martle. And it's just fun. I don't know. Let's I'm see. probably a little more busted than I'd like to admit <laughs> mentally. Uh, let's see. Next up would be Zariel and Juniper. Yep. I really like. I, I I was already gonna go. I really like the <laughs> new episode too because I, I like Natalia. You see uh, a different side of my character. Oh, you mean for your solo episode? Yeah, for the solo episode because you just, you do see a different side of. Zeriel. That's not something I think to to Matt's creation of those last episodes. That's three people that are saying that they really liked their last episode. I think that um, that says something about that. Ah, thank you. Yes, um, definitely. You're awesome, Matt. Mm, yes. I don't know. You shut your face. You're awesome. <laughs> Boston. Um, anything that was your favorite part of the season that parts you played it? Not necessarily my favorite, but it was really funny when we we're um, exploring those caverns. And I decided to wander off. And <laughs> what did I? What did I feel again? Was it a dex check? Everything. Uh, you, you failed your perception check to see the crystal golem that was right behind you. Imagine not seeing a giant crystal monster just towering over <laughs> you. Like how dim wooded was I? <laughs> I mean, I would like call that out when you decided to split from the party. I still think it's a brilliant choice. (laughs) (laughs) You can't have a good podcast without splitting from the party at least once. This is true. Um, I would think my favorite moment is when I was about ready to kill Lelia and you did your best to save her. Oh, yeah. Because I thoroughly enjoyed, like, hearing the stress that everybody was going under and, like, doing their best to save and all that is just like I felt proud as a DM. Aww. <laughs> and then I, I get to screw over I screw over Ben with it. I I will <laughs> say that um Rel was totally ready to just say, okay, let's grab her and go. And just like get on our ship and leave. But mm-hmm. let the station you know, pull up. Yep. I honestly think that Martle would have been all for that plan. Yeah, Theron would have. Yeah. I could see that happening, but then I would have to take contingencies for that. Right. I, I enjoyed listening to to Matt's reaction to you, like trying so hard, everyone trying so hard to sit. Because I, I knew how hard oh, Matt was set on his scene and then how hard you guys were fighting for it. And it was just so amusing and awesome at the same time. <laughs> because, I can be very stubborn. <laughs> because I actually told Matt ahead of time I was going to kill her off. Yep. <laughs> Question number two from Lauren. Who's your favorite NPC and why is it Lilith? <laughs> uh, I mean, she's weird and 
creepy and evil and she's really like we don't actually know anything about her or like what she can actually do you just know she likes to manipulate things she likes to manipulate people and she can talk to us in our dreams and then make feathers appear that's the only thing that i've actually seen her do also apparently pretend to be ashley i don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not actually and... aware of lilith as a being yet so that's cool i skip those portions of the podcast um mm. As soon as I hear the intros, I skip the intros. That's like my that's my only way that I can fight metagame. <laughs> personally. I'm just very good at acting dumb. <laughs> See, the thing is, is, is Rebecca, there there's there are times when I message her and she's like, That's metagaming, dude. Like she's always yeah. about that shit. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I will because I will metagame. Um with given a chance. So I have to oh, limit I, my intake. Oh, I called you out on it once. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. In in I, I will do this. And you're like, ah, I think that you wouldn't have known that. And that's why you saw me back down instantly, because that's the thing that I, mm-hmm. I do. I think I'm a pocket munchkin. I think I'm a pocket indexer. And so I want to maximize their character, the character's abilities. Um, and so I have to just say, nope, I'm going to roll these dice, and they've got to stick. Don't let me roll them again. But favorite NPC, I'm trying to think of what my favorite NPC was. Mine's the taxi driver. Yeah. <laughs> the taxi driver was a very fun NPC to go up against. Mm-hmm. But Taylor, just because he grew up, he grossed me out. <laughs> anyway, um, Matt, what's your proudest DM moment you've had? Uh, that would have been the, um, again, when they were trying to save Lelia and were playing out all this stuff. Like, I was proud of the group as a DM. But if you're talking about, like, proudest moment I created, um, that would probably be... Man, that's hard. I, I think it was actually... Um, when I killed Quinn and people were actually legitimately upset about it. Like I actually had people tell me, it's like, Matt, how could you do that? <laughs> that yeah. was, that was so heartbreaking. He had a thumb drive. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And, and at the end of the episode, I was kind of proud of that. I was able, able to edit it to where you can actually hear a bit of a, of a sea shanty under the background, like for his funeral. You put heart and soul in your episodes. You really do, Matt. I try. Pete, the gamer Pete, is asking, um, and these are the last four questions we have, um, how many times was he eaten? Yote. Hmm. Yote. How many times does he get thrown? I, I, I believe it's at four. Yeah. I, I believe our count is at four. <laughs> I'd say somewhere around three, but I honestly don't know. <laughs> three or four-ish. Three or four-ish. Yeah. Yeah. What? When the opportunity arises. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you guys haven't made an attack yet. Oh, well. <laughs> at, the hey, time, though, she, <laughs> at the time, she had that damn helmet with those silly ass antlers, so it made sense to eat her uh, even more than like a little cannonball. <laughs> I never yeeted her at enemies, though. I was always yeeting her out of my chair. <laughs> well, the reason I brought that up is because there was a TikTok of somebody talking about how one paladin was like a like a uh, giant in not a giant a um goliath yeah a goliath and he had a cleric party member who was a dwarf and apparently one moment the cleric looks at the 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 goliath says yeet me and they and then after he lands he would use his like channel divinity ability and oh, they hell yeah. and they called it the holy hand grenade after ever since <laughs> love that's very good <laughs> Yeah, we just watched an episode of uh, Seven Deadly Sins where Deanne just yeets 
the party 40 miles over to the castle. So I could see it working out. <laughs> What's the latest? What is the latest with Juniper? Um, well, I don't think Juniper's episode has been released. Yes, uh, there's actually a solo episode coming up, and therefore uh, you get to know what ha- what's been happening with her. So no spoilers. Episode of of our Boston episode. Awesome. Stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned. Did you have the final ending scene? Excuse me. Did you have the ending scene of the finale already planned out, or was it spontaneous? Um, me introducing the crystal creature ships. Yes, that was planned, and. The intro you heard beforehand um, with uh, Barnabas and Lily, Lilith, I had planned that for almost two months. <laughs> like, I was trying to get a hold of people to voice act characters and all that. And it was like, oh, my God, it was I'm going to say it was a bitch to put together. You try to but, get a hold of good voice actors and then you got stuck with Space Dad and more. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Lauren's an excellent voice actor, and Ryan's an awesome voice actor for Barnabas. I got some ellipses there. From, from oh, you're going to get your ass kicked. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 did, I need it kicked. Um, last question. How dare you? How dare I? Um, yeah, if I? How dare you? If I didn't, you guys wouldn't be having fun. I beg to differ, but okay. <laughs> uh, there is a, one last question that we got in the Discord. Oh, okay. Who does Matt want to kill the most? PC, NPC, or part-time PCs? And why is it Space Dad? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually like Space Dad. I like I want him around. Um, for who I want to kill most, it's probably Ben's character because I don't know how many times <laughs> I kept telling you to re-roll those stats, and you'd be like, "No." It's because when he first rolled them, you didn't let him re-roll. That, and uh, now it's just a point of pride. That was yeah. during the one shot I I had him created. <laughs> so yeah, it's almost, it's almost like one of these days I am going to kill him. It's to spite you. Yes. <laughs> spite is a great motivator. Spite mm-hmm. is the best motivator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand how he hasn't died. Uh... I think the thing that helped you the most, like from the closest to killing him, but you were able to prevent it. Is when I allowed the whole like monk ability to catch arrows to be translated into laser fire as well. Yeah, he would not be as good if you if he could not do that. Mm-hmm. Who's hey, your yeah. runner up? Who's my runner up? Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. V. If if Rel can only catch laser fire, can he not catch arrows? I mean, it just says ranged attacks and the ability. He can. Uh, I'm totally gonna shoot you and find out. coming. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, it was uh, it was like okay, I'll when he's like no, I'll keep it for the challenge. Just like god damn it, and it's just like okay, he'll probably die like within the next the, the first few episodes, and he'll have to make a new character. And here we are. <laughs> yep, here we are. Mm-hmm. So does anybody in the chat right now have any last minute questions before we end the episode? We'll give it about thirty seconds before we decide. No. Dragon said in uh, the spoiler zone, I just re-listened to the episode where Theron meets Lelia and Dam. She looked up to him, right up at him, and said she didn't contact him until she needed something. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anybody yeah. with last minute questions, comments, concerns? Send the love. Does anyone here have questions? Yeah, like, as a good question, does anybody in the podcast themselves have questions? Does it? Does anyone, like, 
and the crew expect Juniper to come back, or do they just expect her she died at this point? Um, well, I think that, uh, personally, I think that uh, Z has this expectation. She, she's nervous. She's anxiously awaiting for Juniper to return because she expects her to have really good intel. <laughs> um, and she's out there actually looking and seeing things that we can't right now because we're taking care of business with the pirates. So um, Z is hoping that Juniper is going to come back with good information. I don't know who she is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Juniper's yeah. just going to come back and be like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that interaction. Because she's just going to show up one day, and I'm going to be like, duh fuck. Yeah, Martel's and... probably going to straight up say, yeah, this is your replacement. <laughs> I, I already... I already told Matt hey. jokingly that Juniper's going to be pissed that there's another computer man in the crew. <laughs> um, Carl is asking, is the Taylor lady going to appear next season? The answer is yes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Theron, Theron doesn't like Juniper. Um, there's a big portion yeah, of her clearly. that see, sees her as irresponsible. Because uh, she's just she's young, right? And, that, and, and Boston does a really good job of playing her that way. Um, and of course, like eighteen, right? Yeah, and she's you, very young. Yep, you play her like that, and that drives him nuts. Um, and he, of course, expects her to die, so she's probably dead. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> um, of the eight. new ship, have a name? Do we even have a new ship? Yes, we do. It's in the episode um, with Martel and Z. The new ship's name is Jormungandr. Yes. After the world serpent of Norse, myth- Nor- bleh, 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 North of Norse mythology. I'm very proud of that shit, by the way. It's a very cool shit. It's time for me to listen to that episode. Mm-hmm. It is. And I'm also for too. anybody who is interested, there is a, an art piece based off of that episode that is happening on my Twitch stream. Not right That's now, awesome. but I Just will plug. say Thanks. I, <laughs> I will say though, Norma Gander's voice is probably the most Voice shredding thing I have ever done. Oh, imagine, okay. Matt, imagine uh-huh. having a voice like mine and trying to do a deep voice. I, I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah, I made a mistake with certain characters that I have played in the past trying to do a deep voice for them. If you would have actually gone through with uh, Stubtail's voice, that lame ass <laughs> character, that would have been a voice shredder. He did oh. for a very long time. Oh, <laughs> he was. Go ahead. <laughs> Terrible. I played a whole campaign with that voice. Where? Oh, just never mind. Z was originally go, go bouncing between having like a kiddish voice and a and more of a like a husky British accent voice, but I was way too nervous. And by the time I calmed down, it was way too late. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can give you a sample of what Stubtail sounded like. No, no, Do it. No, Do it. Do it. Hi, my name is Stubtail, and I like to shoot things with my arrows. <laughs> uh. <laughs> hey, Jason, if you were uh. to introduce Stubtail into the Saturday group, Teacup would love him. That's true. Teacup <laughs> would be thrilled. No, I will say this. This comes from a person who can't do voices to save his life. There's just one voice, so, yeah. Oh, me up. too. <laughs> I am jealous of how deep you can make your voice. You can go so deep. That's all I got. Oh my goodness. No, don't take that out of context. Guys, <laughs> I, let, I let that one drop. You are children living in the gutter. I, I didn't say anything, but oh my goodness. 
What is wrong with you? What did happen with the children from the gutter? Oh yeah, what happened to them? (laughs) Um, They're still on the space station. Yes. Do we still Uh, have the kids? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah! (laughs) Oh yeah, we have children. Um, They are still around. Uh, They are on the station that they are on the the terminal station that the pirates are on. And uh, you actually get to see one of them in Theron's episode. I oh. love when that episode was coming up and, and we're, we're like trying to get people out of there. I'm like, can I just fire on the apartment? <laughs> there's yeah. A, there's a silence. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, I suppose you can. Well, all right. You also asked Martle, like, should I do that? And Martle was like, yeah, do it. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I remember yeah. when, you get, when you asked me that, I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you actually said you know there are kids there, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, your crewmates. <laughs> and your crewmates, yeah. That was so early, and... though. I didn't, yeah, Theron wouldn't have cared at all, you know? And yeah. Anyway. Early early in the season, in the campaign, honestly, it was Martel and Theron, and then the rest of you guys. <laughs> Uh, well, I think, yeah, I think, I think, I think that was, that was pretty clear. And that was something that played (laughs) into Z's, um, stress levels when it came to trying to get your attention. Um, which is also another reason that Z went to Theron rather than anybody else when it came to the ring. Um, because she knew that Theron was close to Martle and was hoping that maybe he would pull Martle in, but no, it didn't happen. (laughs) Juniper definitely has, like, a lot of maturing to do. I mean, since she's gone, she's probably matured a lot more. But, like, with how serious Theron and Martle were, it kind of just was off-putting to Juniper from just being alone for, like, how many ever years before she found the group. Which is very fair. Mm -hmm. Like, I have straight up said Martle's a bitch, and she would freely admit that she's a bitch. So, I don't blame Juniper for... Not liking Martle. She didn't hate Martle. She's just like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, that's frightened. fair. She's just frightened and like trying to like <laughs> impress, but like at the same time, she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. Yeah. She's just a baby. <laughs> um. Yeah. So the that that brings up too, like the, that moment in Z, the latest episode with Zia Martle where. You know, you're like, you guys never elected me captain. I just kind of became captain. But um, did anybody dare not elect you captain? <laughs> like, uh, let's be honest. <laughs> I think you were the only one who opposed her at all. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, but that was a smart decision not to listen to. <laughs> to the child in the room. Speaking of which, so Matt and I had a back conversation. Because Z is technically not full gnome, so I thought that she was young for her race. But she is not. Um, she, um, she, well, she is, but 33 is not young for her race. So she would be more considered 17. But you're 33. Um, well, she was originally, yeah. She was originally 33 because in my head that would be kind of close to like adulthood, mid-teen. Um, originally when I built her, but she's, mm-hmm. she's, so her mindset is there and that's how I built her, but I didn't mm-hmm. realize that that was 33, you know, human years too. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, I've, I've met some pretty immature 33 year olds. So. <laughs> Aren't you dating one? Oh, first of all, first of all, 
<laughs> First of all, Stop. I am fire, bro. I'm three years older than Mitch. <laughs> Ooh, and I. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the flaming. <laughs> so I think that is uh, everything, guys. Uh, when you agree, let me let me ask one question uh, to mm-hmm. to the crew. What is for your character? What would what does your character want to get done? And I don't want to say the next season, but in the next, you know, whatever. What is your character's next motivations? So I, I do have an answer for this. I'll go first. Um, and I, I do that a lot. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> um, so Z is determined to prove her worth, I think, this next season. Um, so you can expect her to be a lot more active in things besides chasing after Myrtle's tail. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a tail, so it's quite literal. Sorry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Anybody else? Your motivations? Um, I think Juniper's probably just going to be working on bettering herself and trying, like, in the meantime, just to, like, look for more of the original tiefling race, the, what was it, the proprietors or something, Matt? Progenitors. Progenitors. Proprietors. I don't know. Fuck, I'm tired. Um, but um, she she's wanting to go look for them. And at the same time, fuck the Inquisition. They're going down. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Martle, what would her thing be? Martle has never been subtle about her goal. It's to find the people who killed her family, the Elven family, on the moon and kill them. And it just so happens that they're part of the Inquisition, so she's going to try to take down the Inquisition too. Um, what about Rill? Um, hmm. I'm not sure exactly. I think right now he wants to make sure that he doesn't die. Mm. Zariel. Okay. Well, right now my Zariel is he was contemplating going back to the Mentaru army, uh, but rep- upon turn- returning home, he feels like he doesn't need to. Be- he he didn't feel like he was right for his. The so- he didn't feel right for the society he grew. In, so he just kind of wants to explore that. But then he's also proud too. It's because most Mentaru you see outside the Mentaru uh, society are like basically spit at, him. and I don't want to be that. I want to be proud of my, but also I don't want to be stuck either. Um, anybody else? Farron has a sort of a new mission, um, and it could potentially work at odds uh, with Arnold's mission. So he's cognizant of that. Oh, I, I feel I should also add. Try and keep the rest of the crew from dying. Yeah, <laughs> that seems like a good one. Not just himself. I mean, um, according to Matt, you're going down. So, <laughs> um, it, we'll see. It looks like we got a last-minute question from Wolf Starbiter. It asks Matt, "Can you hint at some other plans we might see?" Um, you actually get to see Rel's home planet in his episode. Not Rel. Um, uh, Zariel's. I say probably if we saw Rel's planet, we would just crash land into it. (laughs) (laughs) Too too soon. Was it too soon? That wasn't my home planet. It was just every other one you've tried to land on. Mm -hmm. Crashed your ass twice in Havoc Pods. I only crashed myself once in a Havoc Pod. We crashed you twice. The last time we inserted was a Havoc Pod. Everybody rolled Mm -hmm. well, but it was a cluster. It wasn't a crash. It was a Havoc Pod. (laughs) 
all all landings would have a control crashes. It's it was a the last one was a controlled descent. That was a crash. It was a controlled crash, but that was a crash. (laughs) It was a boarding. We boarded an enemy vessel. That's all. Okay. (laughs) As somebody put it, it's falling with style. So, yeah, I think that is it, everybody. So, uh, why don't you take it away, um, Jason? Well, that's it for this week's Adventures in Celestial Expanse. Until next time, you can find CE on Instagram at C Expanse Podcast or on Facebook at Celestial Expanse Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Diomedes underscore Industries. Matt, where can the people find you? They can find me on RP underscore G Gamer, and also you can find me streaming every other day here on Chimera Gamer's Twitch. Ben? You can follow me at The Void Man. The O is a zero. Rebecca? I'm at Werewolf, W-A-E-R-W-O-L-V. Natalia? I am on Twitter at Indie Portfolios. That's the letter N and the letter D. And I am also streaming on Twitch at London Light. That's L-I-T-E 39. Bitch. Uh, catch me at, uh, on Twitch. Fluffy Penguin. It's the easiest place. Boston. Do I have to say when I changed it again? It sounds like Vince. Nope. Moving on. And remember, everyone. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> Tidden Grotto, capital H, capital G. The O's are zeros. See, that wasn't so bad. And remember, you changed it back to Hidden Grotto. Nice. Yeah, well, I'm not an equine major anymore, so. <laughs> no one can hear you scream. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>